0: hello everyone inside today's locked on canadians it is the unofficial start of the montreal canadians preseason with the golf tournament there are plenty of quotes from that there's some disrespect thrown towards nick suzuki and we got an update on carrie price's future all that and more inside today's show
1: you are locked on
0: canadians your daily podcast on the montreal canadians part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 911 of Locked on Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get your stay at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Please consult a physician beforehand. We are your daily Montreal Canadians podcast. We are, of course, Locked on Canadians. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and I'm joined by my co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba. And remember... You can find us wherever you get your daily podcasts Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you are watching us on YouTube as well. We are going back up to five shows a week next week, right after the rookie showcase ends, which I got confirmation today. I will be there at the rookie showcase. I will have plenty of fun content for you on that before I head to New Hampshire for a work trip. So don't worry, we will have all the reactions to that. And now I have talked it for a lot. And Laura. The golf tournament for the Canadians is always that unofficial start of the preseason when everyone is back together again and we see everybody hanging out. and We play who the hell is that guy in the team photo? How are you doing as we get ready for actual hockey here?
1: It's exactly like you said. It's the unofficial start to the season. And it's like after a couple of months of really not a whole lot of news about the NHL people. It's usually about the draft and the prospects, any free agents that will come to town to kind of take their pictures, do a couple of social media things for the team and all of that. But like the golf tournament is really the one where you're going to see the coaches, you're going to see the owner, you're going to see management and you're going to see the NHL players that you can't wait to watch in October.
0: Yes. And we did get some... Little tidbits, a lot of teams have started to name their leadership cores, their new captains in case of the Winnipeg Jets and the Vancouver Canucks, etc. The Canadians made their announcement at this tournament about who their leadership core is. And of course, Nick Suzuki is still proudly wearing the C for the team here. And we will get into uh, a former coach's quotes about him in our next segment here. We are not happy with all things surrounding that. Brendan Gallagher will wear one of the A's. And joining him this year with Joel Edmondson traded... Is Mike Matheson, who is entering his second season with the Montreal Canadiens. And I believe it was Habs Links on Twitter who put this out here: is that Mike Matheson will be the first Quebec-born player to be given a letter at the start of the season in almost 20 years? I think Patrice Briesbois was the last one mentioned in there, which is uh, quite a gap. And we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast about, you know, the connection between the Quebecois fan base and the Montreal Canadiens and et cetera. But honestly, this doesn't feel like it's a, well, we're just going to do this to, you know, to placate fans. And I mean that in the least harsh way possible. This is the right move. I think last year, Mike Matheson truly endeared himself to the Canadians with his play and what he did in the community, even though he didn't play a full season. Uh, This is a leadership core that makes sense. You have a little bit of the past. You have Brendan Gallagher, that guy bridging the gap there, Mike Matheson, and then you have the future. You have uh, Nick Suzuki in there. And they could have named it Josh Anderson. They could have said David Savard, and I wouldn't have blinked an eye at that. Hell, they could have named Cole Caulfield an alternate. That might have drawn a little bit of consternation, I'm sure, but.
1: They would have said he wasn't ready. And then we would get into all these things about how he has to be more responsible defensively. He's too young. How can you have two young people? All of that. So, you know Mm -hmm. what? I think Mike Madison is probably the best, literal best choice there was out there. I
0: was going to say, we're going to talk about people. Oh, they need to be better responsible or better with their defensive responsibility. We gave Joel Edmondson an A last year. Like, bless you, Joel. But you weren't exactly like, you know, lock it down defense there. I think Matheson getting the A there is great. And he's someone that I am glad has really resonated with the team and the fan base. He fits what their vision of this team is here. Uh, Martin St. Louis talked a little bit about, you know, giving second chance to guy. He's like, he was talking about Alex Newhook at this tournament here. And he went, they played a certain way in Colorado and maybe that wasn't working out for him and something wasn't clicking. I want him to, you know, forget what he was doing there and learn and, you know, play up to his potential here and get that fresh start. It's basically a clean slate to start and, you know, build your game. again. we've seen it with Kirby Doc. And I'm hoping that Alex Newhook is that next guy here. And it's hard to not be excited when you hear coaches talk about, like, I don't want, you know, for that us to trade for this player and be and just try and jam square peg into a round hole. We want to shape them in a mold that fits this team here. We're not going to force things here. We want them to play comfortably. I love the new the approach to the Canadians to this, is that it is not forcing an issue. It is working with a player and building a player. It is not tearing it down and hoping it works afterwards. And I got to say, it's a nice, it's a very refreshing approach uh, for players here.
1: I absolutely agree with you. And this is the thing, is that we've always known, even though we disagree with their decisions, Like, the management group and the coaching staff definitely have a vision, right? We're not really 100% sure what it is yet because the transparency that they give us is really very measured, calculated, and manipulated for us to only see what they need us or want us to see as fans. But you can tell at the very least, that they all seem to be on the same page about certain things and how to approach certain things. And they also seem to be realistic, right? It's not like they came out here and they're like, we're going to make the playoffs this year. It's no, we want to take these following steps forward. But when we're ready, we'll be ready. And today's not that day, right? Like they still are building that team. And I think for me, like, just seeing them be so positive and excited to start the season makes me feel positive and excited to start this season we know it's going to be a long one I think for sure it's going to be better than last year I don't want to eat my words though um I you know every time Scott you would talk about winning you'd have to end up eating something really really disgusting oh speaking of disgusting things we need to get to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube before puck drop in October and if we do that Scott will have to eat something really 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 gross on the video again um so just remember that but either way it it makes you feel like there's a renewed energy to this season and that we're not going to have the same horrible miserable experience that we've been having for the last couple of years there's going to be some fun moments there's going to be some things to get excited about there's going to be nights where you feel like you can see flashes of the future in some of these young players
0: And the thing is, the hard part about last year was there were injuries, a lot of them. The good news is going into camp here is that from the quotes from players and management, which, you know, take it as you will, everybody except for Christian Dvorak is healthy right now. Christian Dvorak is still rehabbing a knee injury. Uh, There were some videos posted of him working on like what seems like simulated like skating uh, mechanics and things like that which hopefully he is back before too long. I know that, you know, we've talked about trading him and everything else. You know, you just want a player to be healthy, especially the Canadians who have lacked health there. Uh, And going back to last year, it's like Nick Suzuki's like, yeah, I was probably banged up a little bit during the year, and he played through it, which people went, you know, got upset about. And it's like he took the time off in the offseason. It's like he went into world championships or did this. He went and took the time off and recovered in the offseason. Seems to be good to go there. Uh, and my favorite quote from the entire golf tournament before we transition into our next couple segments here, uh, is someone saying Cole Caulfield looked thicker and him looking at them and thanking them for that, <laughs> which the next time you need to remember the two season thick stand for Cole Caulfield. And I'm hoping you all remember that.
1: Oh my God. I like everything about Cole Caulfield makes me happy. Everything.
0: He's such a, like he, He's such a child affectionate in quotation marks around that. Like he's not such a child, like a derogatory thing. He, he is just very, you know, himself. And I think that's a key for like, it's going to be fun this year. I'm hoping he gets a full season here and not a season, a full season with Dom Ducharme as a coach for half of it, an actual full season to prove what he can do here. And I am very excited to see what Cole Caulfield can do, but Speaking of Nick Suzuki, a former HABS coach had some words that, whether he intended to or not, showed some serious disrespect for the Canadiens captain. And we're going to dive into all that coming up next. But first, as we mentioned, today's show is brought to you by the folks at Jace Medical. And everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and loved ones during something that is unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. It provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. It gives you peace of mind should you ever be in an emergency situation. They make sure you have it on hand. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared with that. Save more than $360 on these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using code on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code Lockdown. And remember, folks, please consult a physician before using any sort of antibiotic or medication before doing anything else. Thank you. And we are back here at Locked On Canadians. And originally I wasn't gonna, I didn't really want to talk about this because it felt a little rage baity in terms of things. But when I look back at it, I think there's a very important discussion to be had here in that Stefan Waite was. I do not know where the interview was off the top of my head because I did not listen to it. I only saw the quotes afterwards is that they were talking about the Canadians this year. And he said, if you look at that room, you know that Brendan Gallagher is the real captain of this team. And I understand building up a guy who has been there since you joined the team as a coach. And you've seen Brendan Gallagher at his peak and you were there a long time with Brendan Gallagher, you know, as part of that team. And Brendan Gallagher makes a great leader on this team. I don't think anyone would dispute that. What kind of bugs me is that you are basically cutting Nick Suzuki off at the knees for no reason. And I I don't understand it. What What is this trying to do except for grabbing headlines? It feels very insanely disrespectful to the Canadians captain for no reason. Like... I don't think Nick Suzuki did anything to you personally, so why are you, I don't want to say lashing out, but why are you kind of just throwing him under the bus here? If you asked Brendan Gallagher and you asked Mike Mattson, you asked anyone on this team, they'll tell you Nick Suzuki's a good good captain. And I just, it irritates me. It really does, because we haven't even started the season yet, and you've got talking heads who just kind of want to undermine what, Kent Hughes and the Canadians and everyone want to do with this team. And I'm just not here for that right now.
1: All right. Let's talk about this for a second. Nick Suzuki made the Montreal Canadians in the fall of 2019. Stefan Waite was fired in 2021. So how much overlap was there? First of all, um, at the time that he was here, Shea Weber was the Canadians captain I think that's really, really important to talk about because Shea Weber is the kind of person, like, it's the kind of NHLer that, like, whether or not he deserves it or not, the legend of Shea Weber is there as, like, one of the great leaders of the modern NHL or whatever. Like, I, you know, we talked about Shea Weber. We love Shea Weber. He and um, Eric Stahl basically dragged the Montreal Canadiens to a Stanley Cup final with Carey Price's help and Corey Perry and all that. I'm just saying, like, I have no problem with Shea Weber. But the captain at the time that Stefan Waite was there, was not Nick Suzuki, and Nick Suzuki was one of the newest and youngest players on that team. And he was already exhibiting leadership skills. The Montreal Canadiens made Nick Suzuki captain at the beginning of last season. So Stefan Waite was not in the locker room at the time. Like this is the thing that's driving me crazy is that he wasn't there. I know again, Scott, you said it's rage bait, and it's working on me. It's literally working on me. And this is not, but like in any way to detract from Brendan Gallagher's leadership skills. Like I'm sure that he is a leader in the room. First of all, he's one of the oldest. Also, he has one of the most long, like like long, long he has one of the highest longevity, whatever it is. Um, he has been on the Montreal Canadiens roster for an extremely long time. So obviously, his voice in the room. Terry's weight whether or not like I don't know what he's in there saying you know he could be in there just like playing pranks on people all day long we have no idea but the fact that he's been around for a long time automatically gives him that legitimacy in the eyes of everyone else in the room but that's about it that we can tell from outside the room and you have to remember Stefan Waite is as much outside the room as we are so we don't know what's going on in there but to say that like the real captain is Brendan Gallagher I don't think that you can make that consideration. Like it's really Martin St. Louis that knows what goes on in that room. That's, you know, and and so it just, it bothers me that like you can say something like that without actually having the factual experience of it.
0: And here's the thing about it too, is that I look at Brendan Gallagher and I go, this is a guy who followed kind of Nick Suzuki's path up here. He was a young guy on this team coming out of, you know, some bad seasons helped them get back to where they needed to be, was part of a really young core that was kind of taking over the team with some of the vets there. And he was one of the you know four veterans that was named an alternate captain. It was, uh, I want to say, or no, it wasn't him, because it was Pacioretty, Subban, Markov, and Blacanis. And then Brendan Gallagher was also part of that and took over wearing the A in the next year when Pacioretty was named captain. If they had named Brendan Gallagher captain at the time that they were discussing this instead of Nick Suzuki, I don't think anyone would have batted an eye at that. They would have said, yeah, okay, that makes sense. At the same time, it's not what happened. Why, why do you have some weird stake in all of this that Brendan Gallagher is the real leader? Yeah, he's been there longer. He is probably someone that you know Nick Suzuki talks to and looks to for advice and that other young players turn to. Same with Mike Matheson and same with Joel Edmondson and, and same with David Savard and Jake Allen and every other veteran on this team. Why are you singling out the guy that just is wasn't named captain? It, it's like we've talked also just a ton on the show. Like if Brendan Gallagher got, you know, the captain C on his chest, would that help any of the stuff that he deals with, with NHL refs? Probably not. But at the same time. The weird shot across the bow at a guy who is currently the captain of the Montreal Canadiens is so unnecessary. It's just drama in its rage. And, yes, I understand that we are discussing this right now, which is exactly what they wanted because it drives traffic and everything. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about someone just kind of openly just disrespecting the captain of the team, the youngest captain in franchise history who's done a damn good job, set a career high in points last year on a team injured to hell and back, and your first thought is, well, the other guy's the real captain. No, it's not up for debate here. This is how it is, and it's so insulting that you would do that to Nick Suzuki right now, honestly. And I don't get what – is he upset about being fired? I don't know. But this is such a weird way to, like – get back at the canadians by like just trying to undermine you know the new regime and the new like look of this franchise here it's it's frustrating and it's dumb and i just don't like it there's no point for it and there's no place for it and the players would probably agree with that the players have probably seen this quote and everyone's kind of like well this is dumb no and i'm sure they've probably been asked off the record about it and they probably would say the same thing i just there's it's it makes everyone look bad across the board
1: yeah i absolutely agree with you there and i i honestly truly think that like there was really no point in doing this there's absolutely no point in like it's it's either to get attention like obviously rage bait is like it's it's one of the purposes sometimes of people reporting this or whatever And you're not going to have him on if he's going to be boring. You're not going to interview the guy if he's going to be boring. You're hoping somebody somewhere says something like that. So then you can talk about it for a week, which is exactly what we're doing right now. It just really bothers me that there didn't seem to be anything, any purpose to this. Like you're not going to get a job out of this. You know, like sometimes former coaches, former GMs or whatever, they go on the air, they're broadcast, they become broadcasters and they heavily lobby for their next job. This isn't even that. This is just talking.
0: Yeah, it's it's just so there's no reason to prompt this. They haven't played a game yet. This like I anyways, you know, obviously sound off in the comments below. If you have further questions or you just have thoughts on this, Laura is handling uh, the mailbag episode at the end of the week on her own because I am unfortunately tied up with work projects out of town. I will be back with the rookie tournament stuff. Don't worry about that. You can tweet us at LO underscore or post us whatever it I'm calling it tweets because otherwise it's stupid and dumb or email us at locked at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole non issue with things here, but coming up in our final segment, we got a carry price update and we are sad and we will dive into all that coming up in our final segment. We are back here at Locked on Canadians. Remember to send in your mailbag questions at LO underscore Canadians, locked on Canadians at gmail.com or the YouTube comments. Just don't be a jerk. Simple as that. It's really, really easy. Just don't be rude. One of the big storylines going into the golf tournament and going into basically anytime he makes a public appearance is what's carry price up to these days. And he was hanging out at the golf tournament. Him and Jake Allen were shower in a golf cart Seemed to be in good spirits, and he had a uh, the he you know he answered a good chunk of questions, and I think uh, the money quote here is, and I'm gonna take this from Stu Cowan here uh, as soon as I find my tweet. Someone asked Carey Price about his knee healing well enough for him to ever play hockey again, and in Carey Price's own words, it's just not going to happen, and that is that's just you know
1: it's sad i mean we we knew it we knew that was happening we just i don't think like it just makes us sad to hear him say
0: it and the follow-up to that is you know they asked him like would he work in the front office with the team what would he how does he want to stay involved with the team here and he said he'll do what it takes to you know to help out this team he, you know, he's going to retire A Canadian is going to be a part of this Canadians organization here. And cause they asked him, like, would you be open to, you know, moving your contract to another team, knowing you're not going to play if it meant you were technically a member of another team besides the Canadians. And he wants to do what he can to help this team here. And we had talked about it before is that there's no way someone's going to take on Kerry prices contract. I'm becoming less and less sure of that by the day, especially with the way the cap's going up next year. I think we're going to see someone eventually just take that contract on because they need to hit the cap floor, honestly.
1: Uh, also, speaking of the cap floor and the cap ceiling and LTIR and everything like that, um, we had a listener that broke down the math for us, and I meant to read it on the last mailbag issue um, episode. Uh, We just ran out of time because there were so many questions and then there was the prospect analysis that that, uh, Hattie and and Sebastian did. So I will, on the next mailbag, I will read the cap math that one of our listeners uh, sent us in a DM. Uh, Also, if you've asked a question that we still haven't answered, you know, we'll we'll get to it. Obviously, and as Scott said, you can continue to send the messages. But I think also, you know, let's talk about this Carey Price thing. Like, what can the Canadians do with his cap? Like, do you have any creative ideas? Leave us your ideas and I will read them in the mailbag issue
0: and And the thing about it is is that we know they can operate with his salary on LTIR. That is what they are preparing for this season right now, and Kent Hughes, John Sedwick, and Jeff Gordon, everybody involved here are doing what they have to this year and who know and I don't think he's gonna outright retire just because you know it's ten and a half million dollars. It's you know, I get it. like I wouldn't leave ten and a half million dollars on the table either. I, it's, we've talked several times about how we, you know, we knew the end of this was coming here and him saying it's just not going to happen. Like it, it has to feel so deflating because we know carry price is competitive. Look at everything he played. He literally played to the end of his career on that Stanley cup run. And he talked about his favorite memories here being the excitement in the city and walking out of the building and seeing and feeling that excitement in a Stanley Cup final here. Carey Price has seen everything as a Canadian's goaltender. He's seen the highs. He's seen the very lows. And he's he nearly saw the summit. Three games short of the summit. So close. And it, it does break my heart that they were never able to get him a ring. And I hope they add him to the front office like we had talked about as some kind of ambassador whether he works as a goaltending coach or a scout or something like that in the future, it's, it's one of those things that it, we knew the ending was coming. We knew, we knew, we knew the end was coming with this and yet it just stings so much on the inside there that to have him, you know, not just say, you know, we're you know, taking it and see how things are going and doing this. It's just that the answer now is it's just not, it's, it's over. The the hope and everything is we're done here at this point. So
1: it's so and- sad. I literally just pulled up the quotes and I was looking at them and I'm like, oh, I'm so sad. Um, but I think you know this kind of also puts a bookend on 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 the Carey Price era and it's time for the Canadians to kind of move into the next great goaltender era. And I'm glad that they're doing it now in an era where goaltenders are not being paid such a high proportion of the cap. Because, you know, we argue about this stuff all the time. Like, there could be the best goalie goaltender in the world is still one position. You're spending, you're tying up a lot of your cap in one position. So I'm glad that, like, we're moving into that kind of era and teams are learning their lesson. We're also moving kind of into a one B one b era. That's kind of what everyone's aiming for, even if they're not successfully executing it. Um, it just, it's it's a sad, it's a sad thing. And it's just, it's sad for him. Like, you know, his passion this is this was his passion you know that this is something that he takes pride in um and and i just wish that they could have gotten him a stanley cup at some point when he was still playing
0: sorry my dog has decided that she needs to be sitting three inches from my lap the entire time while i'm recording this it's and that's i think the important part here is that it is the end of an era it is no longer carrie price and the montreal canadians which is, you know, how long, you know, how many years was it that we talked about? It was, you know, P.K. Subban and Max Pacioretty, Brendan Gallagher and Alex Galchenyuk, and then it was, you know, Brendan Gallagher and P.K. Subban and Carey Price, and then it was Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher, and then it was Carey Price and Shea Weber, and now it was... Then we had Nick Suzuki for a little bit, and now it is just... It's a new era of the Canadians. It is Nick Suzuki and the Montreal Canadiens... It is no longer Carey Price's Montreal Canadian. And that hurts me to say, I hope people understand that, is that Carey Price is one of the best players I've ever gotten to witness put on a Canadian's uniform. And I and I understand that there are a lot of talented players who have been here. Carey Price is someone that stands in a pantheon of already greats and that it's kind of a shame that this out had to go, is that he's kind of going out on his own terms and kind of not. Um, You know, Let us know how you're feeling about the whole carry pricing. If you have more cap stuff for Laura to read out on the show here at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter, X, whatever. LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. Like I said, coming up next week, I will have weekend update on the Rookie Showcase coming out on Monday. We will have more mailbag stuff that if there are a ton of questions, I will have an end of rookie showcase recap for you going into that week. So you will have plenty of prospect content quotes, everything that is going on.
1: Don't forget Scott has the credentials. He will be covering the tournament.
0: Yes. I will be there for every Habs game might stick around for a few of the other ones just to watch because who doesn't love some hockey. Uh, If you are going to be there, you know, feel free to come say hi. We, I don't bite unless you start me from behind, but uh, it's going to be a good time. I know everyone is loves their prospect content. and We're going to get a ton of that coming up there and we go back up to five episodes a week next week. So please make sure you subscribe, tell all your friends, let us hit 3000 subscribers soon as possible. And remember, follow us on Twitter at Scott, Matt, at the active stick, and we will see you all next time.